I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fit the Mission. Imagine being a chef and not being able to tell if the vegetables you just sauteed were properly seasoned, or pulling a roast out of the oven and not being able to enjoy the scent of charred fat and meat. That has been the experience of many Bay Area chefs and food professionals after getting COVID-19. Today on Fit the Mission, I checked in with two people in the food industry who have grappled with the loss of smell and taste after COVID infections. How has that experience impacted their professional and personal lives? Early on in the pandemic, losing your sense of smell and taste was a mysterious phenomenon, but also a telltale sign that you probably had COVID. Researchers and experts have been trying to pinpoint the cause and find some solutions, and they've made some strides. Dr. Patricia Loftus from UCSF will share what we've learned more than three years later. Katie Riker is the executive chef at Green's Restaurant in San Francisco. She got COVID-19 for the first time last summer and became very, very sick. She was out for 10 full days. Her sense of smell and taste stayed intact initially, but by day seven, something changed. I put my nose straight to a, a cut onion and I just couldn't smell anything. I'm the kind of person who, if I'm upstairs in the offices, I can smell like a single carrot burning on the stove that fell out of the pot. Like, I have a very strong nose. My eyes were crying, but I didn't smell it. It was crazy. Katie is one of millions of Americans whose ability to taste and smell were muted after becoming infected with the coronavirus. COVID deaths in the Bay Area have plummeted by over 70 percent since the start of 2023. And across the country, hospitalizations are down from the pandemic's peak. But millions of people are suffering from long COVID and symptoms from the illness that continue to linger. In fact, a recent laryngoscope report found that approximately a quarter of people who lost their smell and taste from COVID have yet to fully regain those critical senses. That equals almost 30 million Americans. For workers in the food industry, it's especially devastating. Casey Hunt, who owns Alley & Vine, a California cuisine restaurant in Alameda, is facing the possibility that her sense of taste and smell may never be 100%. I know this is going to sound gross, but it- what made me notice it was body odor. I couldn't smell myself at all. So like after a long day of work, like not having any sort of smell on me was what made me really start paying attention to it. I just, I really can only smell about 15 to 20%, I would say. I can taste things. So I can taste the basic like salt, sweet, tart, bitter, and I can taste spicy. But That's all just coming from my mouth, so I can't actually smell like anything. In the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, the prospect of losing your sense of taste and smell made chefs like Katie nervous. It was very scary. It really was. It was terrifying to think that I may not be able to do what I love. It put Casey on edge as she opened her Alameda restaurant during the first year of the pandemic. It was definitely something I paid attention to and took note of because you really just can't taste wine. You can't do wine tastings. You can't really give feedback on new dishes. I mean, I was very strict about wearing masks, hand washing, all of that. Dr. Patricia Loftus, an otolaryngologist or ear, nose and throat doctor at UCSF, says the phenomenon of losing your taste and smell due to a virus isn't a new thing, but that COVID definitely changed the game. 
with other types of viruses as those symptoms improved, the smell and taste loss would come back. But in COVID, a lot of times those symptoms were not present and then the smell and taste loss would continue even after the other symptoms of COVID um, had resolved. Scientists are still figuring out the exact cause of smell loss during a COVID-19 infection, but they have pinpointed some possible reasons. So what we found out was there was sort of a different mechanism that was happening in COVID where the ACE2 receptors on the supporting cells of the olfactory neurons, the smell nerves, were being attacked by the COVID virus because of this receptor that they had. And for some people, those those cells would be able to regenerate and the smell would come back after time. But for others, that never happened. Maybe some people have more of those receptors than others. But, you know, we're still kind of trying to figure out the specifics on the molecular level. There are also some people who experienced distorted senses of taste and smell after getting COVID. Some people said they could detect a persistent burnt smell, while others said their food tasted like sewage. Dr. Loftus says that affliction is called parosmia. We do think that parosmias happen when the neurons are sort of trying to reconnect and regenerate. And then as the the system tried to regenerate back to normal, some of the wiring kind of, you know, isn't perfect. And you may have these altered senses of smell. So we tend to sort of see it as a good prognostic sign that your body is trying to regenerate these nerves. Loftus says that losing your smell is more than just a quality of life issue. There are serious health risks, too. She'll explain after a quick break. We'll be right back. You can support the newsroom that creates Fifth Emission by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. For people in the food industry, having any altered or lost sense of smell and taste means having to work differently. For San Francisco chef Katie Riker, critical steps to make something simple, like a tomato sauce, became difficult. You start with those onions, and they kind of get this sort of sweet smell once they sweat a little bit to be translucent. And then you add the garlic, and you're really not trying to cook the garlic too long. You just want to sweat it so that it's aromatic. Just from the beginning, those are two smells that you kind of use to create the rest of the dish. UCSF's Dr. Loftus says there are serious health risks to losing your sense of taste and smell. You know, we tend to spend a lot of money looking into vision and deafness, but um, smell is kind of one of those things that people say, well, yeah, it's a quality of life issue, but you know, you can live without it. And honestly, I don't believe that to be true. There is a real health aspect to it too. For instance, a patient that I had who was having her third bout of food poisoning because she could not smell that the food had gone bad. That's the kind of thing that Casey has to pay attention to. She still hasn't regained her taste and smell six months after getting COVID. Because I don't want to get sick from eating something that's expired or, I mean, because I can't smell if a piece of chicken smells bad. I have to really pay attention to, you know, the sell buyer expiration date. The impact goes beyond the kitchen. Not regaining her taste and smell has also made Casey not enjoy life in the way she used to. One of the things that I really love to do being in the industry is just go out to eat and drink with friends and family. And I've definitely not felt the like joy or 
even want to really go and do that because it's just you're not necessarily experiencing anything. Dr. Loftus says she witnessed the mental toll on patients she's treated firsthand. I've definitely had patients need to be treated for depression because their lives have changed so, so drastically. Um, I've had patients start to become malnourished because the food um, doesn't taste good. It, you know, it's not enjoyable. Why would they do it if it's really just so bland? You know, you're still alive, but like, how are you living? You know, if you lost your job, if you have become depressed, if you don't enjoy eating, it's just as bad as losing some of your other senses, in my opinion. While there are no standardized treatments for restoring lost smell and taste, Dr. Loftus says gains have been made by some treatment options. The main treatment option that many people have heard of by now and um, really is the one with the most data behind it is something called olfactory training. So it is getting four different scents or essential oils smelling each of them for 15 seconds twice a day. We'll first recommend four scents like eucalyptus, clove, lemon, rose. And then after three months, you switch up those scents and um, to four different ones. And you do this for about a year. We think that what it's doing, it is trying to reattach or reconnect that neural pathway. Um, And especially if you sort of think about the scent that you're smelling as you smell it, that can hopefully help you um, sort of reconnect that in your brain. Loftus says there are other options, too, like steroid rinses in the nose. The steroid rinses, even though there's not any inflammation in the nose, we think maybe on a microscopic level there could be some inflammation. Some methods with vitamins. There's some data about omega-3 and some ongoing studies about that. Loftus says research communities are eager to find new options all the time. There's a study that just came out of Stanford where they were looking at platelet-rich plasma. There's so much about the body that we don't know. What I've learned is that when there is an interest in something and you can see it actually affecting patients, it makes you want to work harder to find an improvement for that because you see in real time how it really changes people's lives. Casey hasn't seen a specialist yet for treatment options. She remains optimistic that her smell and taste will gradually return. It's been so long. I'm just hoping that I'll be able to get back to some sort of normalcy. Part of that normalcy, she hopes, is enjoying a really great cheeseburger. A juicy hamburger and the flavors and scents that come from it, like the smokiness, the char on the meat, all of that goodness, like the cheesiness and actually tasting the different flavor profiles as you take a bite. In the meantime, Dr. Loftus says that for people who are still struggling, it's a good idea to find meaningful support. There are support groups out there. I think that's really helpful for patients going through the same thing that you are going through. Mm -hmm. And we're doctors, but people know themselves and their bodies more than we ever can. And some things help them that we just, we don't understand. Anne Loftus says seeing an ENT doctor like herself could still help. I have um, COVID smell loss patients who just check in with me every six months to see like what is new, right? You may or may not be interested in the interventions that we have, but at least you'll feel that you know everything um, and are knowledgeable and can make those decisions for yourself. There's something to be said of just like mourning the loss of um, your old life and, you know, your old functioning. It's, It's a really big deal. So healthcare professionals can help you with that as well.
Chef Katie Riker counts herself as one of the lucky ones. She regained her taste and smell a couple of weeks after her COVID infection. When that happened, it was the very simple things, not just being back to her full self in the kitchen, that brought her gratitude and joy. I think when more subtle things came back, I was really, really happy. Besides just food, I love flowers, and smelling flowers is really beautiful. And I remember opening my honey jars, because I have a whole different set of honeys. And my mom is a beekeeper, so I said, oh, I can smell the pine in my mom's honey. So those sorts of things were really nice to experience again. This episode was produced and written by me and edited by Laura Wenis. Reporting was conducted by Chronicle reporter Ideen Maziri. Find his story about Bay Area chefs and food professionals who have lost their smell and taste online. It's at sfchronicle.com and on the Chronicle app. Special thanks to my guests, Dr. Patricia Loftus, Katie Riker, and Casey Hunt for being on the show, as well as Sarah Feldberg for the production help. And thanks to you for listening.